it's a huge platform. The magazine was developed um, to embody the entire lifestyle altogether. Right. Um, it's going to be the first, very first publication developed like that for that because we actually did a lot of research at the beginning of all of these different publications, Black Enterprise and Ebony. Okay. Um, okay. And, and we really embodied all of them and different elements of them to create it so that it felt like home. All right, this is Christian Brothers Speak Podcast, where we interview the innovative, the daring, and the bold and providing informative topics for the Black LGBT. And, you know, I came across this particular magazine, you know, and last year, it was very, very interesting topics. To me, I looked at it initially as GQ meets Edsons. <laughs> GQ meets Edsons Magazine, or even possibly Black Entertainment Magazine for the Black LGBT. And I, I looked at the quality. I love the quality, love the pictures, love the articles. I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute. This is definitely, I definitely got to talk to somebody over here to kind of bring more of this to the public here. The magazine is called Ebane Man Magazine, Ebane Man. And I am sitting here with the editor-in-chief, Mr. Joshua Luke. How you doing, Joshua? Good, good. Thank you for having me tonight. Well, thank you for coming. You know, there, I've never really had anyone from a magazine here. And I said, you know, if I want to get somebody with uh, a, a magazine, I want to make sure this magazine is something that I think a lot of people should definitely put their eyes and pierce their eyes towards. And I got to tell you, I was very impressed. You guys talk pretty much tackle a lot of things uh, within the magazine, such as business, technology, travel, art, health, literature, all that good stuff, food and wellness. You tackle a lot right. of things that the professional black gay male would definitely appreciate it. So I want to right. give people a good understanding of what it is that you you guys are channeling towards, the audience, all the whole bit, okay? All right, so okay. one of the okay. first questions I, I see here that you guys, it took you guys three years to come up with this concept. Is that correct? Yes. Um, well, actually, um, the platform was being developed for about two years prior to me getting on board. Um, so I've been on the project for about two years now. Okay. And within the four years, we have redesigned and redeveloped the entire platform itself. Wow. Uh, myself and the founder. Um, and as you said, yes, it is geared for the professional African-American black gay man. Um, and we target individuals that are over the age of 30. Um, the reason being is because at that time, you are now really diving into your lifestyle okay. itself, okay. Um, as well as your career. Um, during your 20s, you are moving into that era where you're finishing school, trying to figure out where you want to be and where your career is going to be going. And by the time you're 30, you usually know exactly where that is. Right. And um, figuring out, you know your personal life, uh, your love, uh, where you want to be in, within the next 10 years from there. You know, you're uh, figuring out if you're buying a home or if you've already bought your home. Um, you know, all those little whatnots that you really don't think about um, unless it's presented at a certain time of your life. And that's why we focus on that. This magazine is actually an, an extension of the entire platform itself. Okay. Um, the platform that was created is actually um, a place where 
gay men will be able to go and find um, a resource center for uh, different cities and states and countries that they want to move to. If they plan on um, moving, uh, they can go there and actually find all of the knickknacks and things of whatnot that they want to find in that city without having to ask around. Um, it's, it's developed for that transplant individual. Um, then there's going to be that career service uh, where we're going to have a place where you can actually go in there and find different job opportunities within various cities and states and countries um, that are LGBT friendly or that are for LGBT people um, of color. Um, where if you're looking for an all black company or um, or an LGBT company and you want to work for that, you can find those things there and those opportunities um, and what have you. And then there's going to be a community play. Uh, uh, I, I call it our community section. It's like our board. Um, it's developed like LinkedIn, okay, okay. where you can highlight your business if you're an entrepreneur or if you're in politics, you can go in there and introduce yourself to the community um, where you can actually do a lot of networking. You can rebrand. If you're looking for rebranding or if you're in the process of branding, you can actually go on there and use that as a stepping stone um, to, you know, get that going you can reach out to a lot of individuals within the community that you may never have known um we're actually in the community and just live the private life you know this is a place where you can actually speak out to a you know someone in your field on your you know the same caliber as you um black gay and can understand and reciprocate the same feelings and things that you're looking for. So it's a huge, it's a huge platform. The magazine was developed um, to embody the entire lifestyle altogether. Um, It's going to be the first, very first publication developed like that. So it's funny that you said GQ and um, Essence and all of that, because we actually did a lot of research at the beginning of all of these different publications, um, Black Enterprise and, and Ebony. Okay. Um, okay. And, and we really embodied all of them and different elements of them to create it um, so that it, it felt like home. You know, you know what I mean? I, you know, and when I'm looking at it, it does remind me, it does kind of pull all those elements together in a way mm-hmm. that, if I leave it on my coffee table, I actually feel like this is a very distinguished magazine, which it, which it appears to be. And it is a distinguished magazine that really touching on all sorts of topics. Like when I'm looking at a few topics right now, I'm thinking to myself, three powerful spiritual lessons all gay men should learn. Seven issues more important to LGBT men more than marriage. I mean, these are things that I'm pretty sure people sit around and they discuss. And these are things that... Never was never really was put in a magazine before. Not you know, and I I look at this. I'm saying, man, they really did plug a hole here. They really did plug a hole. Yeah, it was developed to fill that void. You know, a lot of the times we do sit around and have those conversations, and it's always like, hey, why isn't there anything that we can reference to? Why can't 
someone develop something that's not all about entertainment. And yes, we focus on entertainment, yeah. but what about our lifestyle that we need to remind ourselves of? Things that people are afraid to talk about. Those are what we're. Those are the topics that we will be talking about and discussing throughout the entire process. You know, talking about different things that may affect us in our life outside of one of the largest epidemics, which is HIV and AIDS. What else is there? You know, what else do we need to know to keep our health, um, you know, in good standing? You know, what what are things that we need to remind ourselves about mentally? Yeah. You know, to stay healthy. You know, mental health is a huge thing that, and no one talks about it. But we need to talk about those things. So we developed this magazine to talk about the lifestyle in that way. Right. You know, we travel. We're some of the biggest fashionistas and travelers in the world. And does anyone reference to that? No. You know, and those. You know, we want to bring light to that. There are a million and one fashion designers out there, and how come? There aren't any publications talking about black gay designers right. that make up majority of the fashion industry. Wow. You know, wow. so many black professional men that run five, Fortune 500 companies. And wow. no one talks about that. You know, one of the, our topics in our first issue that we just launched, we highlighted the CEO of Atlanta Federal Reserve is a black gay man. Whoa, I had no idea. No idea. Yes. Whoa. No one knows that. Wow. And he sits right there in the bars, right with everyone else, like nothing ever happened. And you would be surprised at the individuals that are there who are part of our lifestyle, and no one ever talks about them. Wow. You know, And he does interviews and all of that on CNN, NBC, big out there. You know, everyone knows him. But ask me why no black publication will ever consider him as just a regular black professional man. You know, I'm and glad you, you asked that question. That. Glad, why, why would that occur? Because Is that because they... Now, again, this is all assumptions. These are all assumptions. Right. Uh, is it sometimes that those black professionals, when they get to a certain level, they no longer give attention to black press like that? Or is it because maybe because black press just does not ask them or request for an interview. I honestly believe that a lot of black professional men have decided just to be private with their lifestyle because of the fact that we live in such a uh, Republican gotcha. um, based yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would make sense. When, that would. One of one of the main things that we have come across with a lot of, of these major corporate guys that are black and gay and are very comfortable. They they're married or they've been in their relationship with either um their spouse for ten plus years. A lot of them will tell us that they're private because of the fact that they sit on board with nothing but the Caucasian counterparts. Yes. And majority of them do not appreciate or approve of their lifestyle. Gotcha. So they keep it very private. And I understand it. Yeah. And it makes it difficult because when we reach out to them to do interviews, they're willing and, and so ready to do it. But the first thing they want to do is do a background check on all of us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
just, <laughs> I've had you that understand? done to me before. <laughs> and we're just, and my, when I first got on the project, I had a guy do a background check immediately on me. And when he came back, he said, oh, we found um, something on your Facebook and we weren't sure if you were biased towards Republicans. So we decided that it's not a good fit for me right now. Now, if you wow. make some adjustments and changes, then you can let us know. And I said, wow, I said, I am not biased towards any group because I have to be non-biased in everything that I do. But I've never... I've never been received like that. So it was kind of confusing to me. So we literally had to go back. Now, you have to also remember, when I was in college, and I started college in 2005 when Facebook first started. Yes, yes. When you needed a college ID to even get on Facebook. Yes. So I had to go back 13 years just to clear up anything that could be of any controversy. Oh my gosh. Do you know how difficult that was? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know the what, what Facebook does when it comes to those pictures. They'll they'll keep it on there. So they do make it difficult for you to erase it. They do. It was difficult. It was very difficult. I mean, I literally almost got, gave up and deleted my entire Facebook just because I felt like I'm supposed to be black, gay, and a representative for you guys, and you guys are not even willing to work with us because you're afraid that I may tarnish your brand just because of something that I did in college, and I'm not even in politics. Wait That's a minute. That. Wait a minute. That was a black gay organization that said that? That was a black gay corporate leader that said that. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I can understand. So wow. it's it, it, when... When you asked me why it took three years to get this project going, oh, it was a lot we had to endure. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. But it made sense. When you look at the other publications out there, they don't stand on the same caliber that we're trying to stand on. So I understand why right. you would be afraid. No one talks about you. Right. So, of course, if somebody wants to reach out to you and we're not Ebony, you're going to question who I am. Yes. Yeah, you know, it makes very good sense. And, you know, when you look at the other magazines, at least for me, um, I'm not saying that the other magazine's quality was bad because I do see yours is pretty top, pretty top notch. But a lot of them, you see tons of HIV uh, advertisements yeah. all around it. Um, you yeah. see a lot of local talent. Not, and it seems like some of the effort of reaching out to other people beyond your own borders wasn't necessarily done. Um, you know, I mean, it's it was okay, and I think a lot of us gave support uh, because of the fact. Well, it was the only thing, <laughs> quite frankly. It's the it was, only thing it was we the have. Only thing. Right. So now, with you coming in there, how is everything being received so far? Okay, there was a conversation that was just that that was just brought on the table the other day, and when we launched our first issue, everyone was very. Shocked, I will say that. Really? Why? Yes. The reason being is because for a year now, I have been traveling to every Pride organization um, for, you know, 
introducing the the company and the brand to different brides. We've yes. been supporters for a lot of individuals. We've been reaching out, telling everyone about the project, but we just I was not ready to launch at the time. So we took the time out to really fine-tune everything and get it to where we thought this is the time to actually launch. So when I launched, we received a lot of great criticism. But the one thing that stood out was I wasn't expecting this. In what way does that mean? What, 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 how does that mean? <laughs> Meaning what exactly? We're still, we're still waiting on that part. Okay, okay. To I mean, be honest. I, I'm thinking to myself, this has got to be well-received, especially among the gay professionals. Because if even if you look at the demographics, and I, I had a wonderful interview with uh, the Mr. Uh, Gregory, Mr. Gregory Douglas, who actually made the LGBT Arts and Music Festival and down there at Dominican Republic. Shout out to Gregory. And, you know, wow. his his, democra- his democra- um, excuse me, his demographics was exactly the same as yours. He mm-hmm. found that he didn't want his particular events to be even near remotely like the Pride events. He decided to, a lot of the, uh, ex, you know, exposable income a lot of us really have to travel abroad and go, go different places and to enjoy and have a mature representation and to enjoy things amongst ourselves. And that's why he did it. I think he did it before, I think in either Puerto Rico, but he definitely went to Dominican Republic due to the hurricane. But it was a wonderful event. I wish I was there this year. But his he also found that the audience that he found to be more geared towards was the same as yours, mature, professional, black men and women uh, to be at these events. So I would think that this type of magazine would be pretty much like just desperate for it. Thank goodness that's something like we, this is coming up. We have, we have been received very well. I'm not going to lie. Um, like I said, it was an eye-opener for everyone. Um, they're so accustomed of everything that has been published already that this came out and kind of caught everyone off guard because they're like, whoa, it's big. And I wasn't expecting, you know, I, I'm, I'll say this. Everyone's so used to 30 pages and half of that being HIV ads. Yeah. And oh, yeah. non quality. <laughs> and the quality of the, the articles would be, so, oh, so. you know, so so. So so. Fairly, very well written. I'm going to say it. And so, then so. you come across. <laughs> one and it was a hundred and almost 130 pages and majority of that is nothing but content exactly and that was and not only that but it's not just content it's it's content that you yourself like literally i don't have any problem sitting in a subway and reading this magazine not because of the fact i thought the other covers were very explicitly and flamboyantly gay or anything like that, but because of the fact that you see it as a magazine that others should be more inquisitive to find out more about. It's more of higher quality, and it makes you say, you know what, let me, what magazine is that? Because it does present itself in such a high-quality manner with very important articles that really you spur conversation. And so that's, that's what really threw me off. In terms of <laughs> why would anybody want to question that? You know, are we just like, I really, I really appreciate it. What, what? <laughs> I mean, I really appreciate it. Like, it is still for me 
because this is my baby, not a masterpiece yet. And I tell my boss all the time, when I'm done with this publication, it will be a breakthrough in everything that's out there because people would not understand that our lifestyle is not something that we should take for granted until somebody actually says it and puts it in their face. And I think this is where I want to allow people to really understand that we live our grandest lives every day, but we're afraid to show it and we're afraid to say it out loud. So for the first time, we're going to say it out loud and we're going to say it in the correct way and not the way the media wants it to be shown because that's not who we are. You know, um, and I refuse yes. for that to constantly be who we are because not every and I'm just and I think that's why so many professional men now are so afraid of coming out because they think that everybody that's professional walks around in a certain way, you know, in heels and in dresses and we wear makeup and we do and all you know do all this flamboyancy oh, and that's not who we are. That, that, that's not who we are. But you know what? It's kind of funny you said because that is what gets majority of the attention. That and it doesn't yes. wrong. It's very entertaining. It's entertaining. <laughs> that's that's it. the key word. It's entertainment. <laughs> exactly. And, I, they, I, and, and people don't know how to differentiate the two. We'll see. There's I, a lifestyle and there's entertainment. And exactly. this is a lifestyle. Exactly. This is not who we are. It, it, don't get me wrong. I'm not downing uh, those who. Oh, no. We never doubt. Yeah, it. right, right, right. It's just because I mean, those are my brothers. I mean, I I got a couple of them that are best friends with me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bother me. You know, and I tell people all the time, my best friend is a transgender woman, and I love her to death. And 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 I tell her all the time, live in your truth, baby. Yes. Never change who you are. But one thing that people have to understand is that there's every letter in this in this book here for all of us. Right. But right. somebody needs to showcase all of that everyday life right. and that's what i want to do now, you, know, <laughs> you know you went to the same school i did and i went to uh florida international university and uh, yes. you started in 2005 so you're a little youngin but that's all right that's all right, right? <laughs> it's so funny because i've always been the baby it, it, oh, it's so funny I'm i've like, always been minute, the baby you know? You know how, no matter how old i get I am the baby, and it's funny because I'm the baby in the demographic i'm 30 <laughs> uh, i just turned 31 in october and I turned 31 October of last year, and I keep telling my boss, I'm like, I'm still a baby. No matter how many people I meet, I'm always going to be the baby. And they're always so shocked to know that I'm, you know, the one that's the editor and not some older gentleman. They're always shocked to figure that out. So you know, it is funny. You know, not only that, but, you know, your birthday's in October, so is mine. So that's two things I just discovered there. But you, know, <laughs> but, you know, I also kind of, kind of, you know, read several things in terms of what the industry is coming across. And the industry itself is definitely been kind of under attack a little bit. Not necessarily under attack, but they're realizing that the model has definitely been changing through the years. Google and Facebook yes. definitely did a number on many, many of the bigger magazines. Some of these magazines includes Vanity Fair, Elle, Glamour, Time, Rolling Stone. Yep. They're all facing a, a huge shift in terms of, well, where are we going to make this money and they're now making big, bigger investments in live events, podcasts, videos, and all these other things. So for you to arise in this environment 
with a little bit more of a, a specific niche in terms of the audience that you're trying to gather? Do you find that challenging or more of an opportunity for you? I won't lie to you. We find it to be a very big opportunity because the difference between all everything that we're doing and everything everyone else is doing is that everything is going to be interactive. Okay. Our entire platform, including the magazine, is an interactive magazine. We know that everything now is by video and podcasts and, and all of that. We And we know that. So what we told all of our um, advertisers, listen, why not not only just put an ad in here, but make it an you know an uh, an ad with a video. Um, let people see it. People are more geared to pull your video anyways than just read. So we developed the um, the platform for the magazine. When you actually pull it up, you will see videos and a lot of interactive things going on. So it you know things that pop up out of the magazine and. Um, videos you can watch throughout this. Um, you'll see all of that. A lot of our interviews will now be all done. Um, the uh, I call it the Barbara Walter specials. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be doing a lot of that. Um, and I also know that the opportunity for us is there because um, with our demographic, that is something that we've been looking for. Gotcha. And we really, and we still, we still do it. A lot of guys that have been talking to us, you know, yeah, it's a table placement for us. But at the same time, I don't mind picking it up and reading it. Gotcha. If I had it. Yes. Yes. So that's what I want to do. I still want to give them something that they can pick up and read. Now, I, you know, with everything that we're offering, we want the magazine to be available to them for free. You know, gotcha. as long as we have everyone's support that they're utilizing the platform the way it's designed for them. Right. If people want something and you offer it, don't say that it's not there. Come out and use it. Right, right. Support right. it. Right. And what, one thing that we want people to understand is that we're not, yes, we are, this is a business and we all know it's a business. But this is not a business for us to be making money off of everyone. This is a business where we're helping create the the environment for everyone right. to use. You understand what I'm saying? It's so it's like I said, this is a resource center for everyone. If you don't know what to look for or where to go, you come to us to find it because we're gonna do the work for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? You know, and we're going to make sure that we have key components and people that are in place for you to find those things. And so that way it makes it easier. And that's what we, we've been looking for, we requesting for quite some time. I guess it just took you guys to really kind of, you know, make sure you carefully craft it in a way that, you know, that we're ready to receive it. And so far, like I said, right. uh, and so and I'm looking at some of the topics randomly. And when I started looking at LGBT readership, just in general, um, one, they, you know, especially during the Trump era, a lot of people are finding that LGBT market in particular is receiving a rise, a definitely rise in terms of readership just amongst LGBT. Now that could be just 
uh, more political focused magazines like Out Magazines, LGBTQ Nation, Washington right. Blade, etc. But even that to me kind of gives uh, some some light towards anything that LGBT, especially for this particular magazine here. Is that what you guys are also, you know, seeing that a lot of people are kind of going for one re- one particular reason or another? They do. Um, the LGBT lifestyle has been a lifestyle that a lot of people try to um, imitate and and use to build their brands because of the fact that we are always driven to be better than our straight counterparts. Gotcha. And because of that, um, they they do imitate it a lot. I mean, look at the fashion world by itself. You know, if it wasn't for a lot of the gay men in the fashion world, the fashion industry wouldn't have been so big as it is. You know, yeah. um, uh, LGBT people really run a lot of these industries out here, and they don't get the credit for it. And granted, we all understand, and I'm not upset about it but that is only one side that people see right. um and our main focus has been the lack of for the african-american community gotcha gotcha because lgbt is only looked at in a good way for caucasian people but when you look at the totem pole of where the african-american community is set in we're always at the very bottom. And you know, is that because, is that because we're, we're, we're very monolith, we're, we're not monolithic at all by any means. So we're kind of very scattered in terms of interests, in terms of uh, how we even congregate together. Uh, is, is it because of those particular reasons that, you know, we just have really said, we're going to take more focus on this particular platform or this particular magazine or this particular station and push it up and make it make sure that we all can come and grab more attention to what we deserve or not. I believe that we just don't know how to work with one another because everyone's always, everyone always feels like they're being attacked. Okay. Um, so we treat each other the same way. And a lot of us have, has not grown out of that. Um, and then because of, you know, a lot of things that they have endured in their past through the church and all of those things with family, you know, it's very difficult for us to trust each other and work together um, instead of always trying to go against each other. Gotcha. Um, family values is a really big problem um, that a lot of black men and women face growing up. Gotcha. So, because of that and not being accepted at home and not being treated like you're uh, on the same level as everyone else, you take that and you implement that within your friends, other people in your community, and you treat those individuals as if they are the ones that hurt you. Gotcha. Okay. So, like I said earlier, you know, one thing that I found with mental health is that that is a big thing that we're afraid to talk about, gotcha. you know, and we're afraid to work out. And because of that, and because we don't have a place where we can release it all, we hold it in and we keep on inflicting harm on each other and ourselves. 
And it, in return, when everyone else tries to help you, guess what? Because you lash out or you don't, you don't want to be a part of whatever they're offering, they choose not to help us. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then one thing we also have done, I mean, we used our events for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I so, completely get it. I understand where you're going. <laughs> completely get it. Instead of, instead of being prideful in one way, we're prideful in others. Yeah. You know, yeah. people know. People know. <laughs> yeah. And it also messes us up. And yeah. They don't understand how you hurt the entire community because you want to enjoy yourself. And we get it. There's nothing wrong with enjoying yourself, but there's a time and a place for all of that. And some things are not to be done during the time of other things. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Completely understand so, what you're saying that. You know, that's, that's a huge thing. And everyone always tries to find a way to fix it and it's hard to fix it you know well it's gonna take some time it's hard it's definitely gonna it take takes time, time. It, it, takes takes a, time. it takes a moment it takes uh the effort of many to definitely kind of pull people together to get that going now yes now what i'm but, at, now what i look at your background in particular coming from someone who studied international law and also law studies <laughs> legal studies to come into publishing isn't that kind of a stretch <laughs> well okay what I mean, in college, I focused on law and international law, and I worked for a law firm for a couple of years. And when I started going to law school at FIU, I said, oh, you know what? This might not work. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was going to work. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, at the time I was working, um, I started working on a project for another magazine, yeah. um, a fashion magazine called Rain. And I really enjoyed being a part of that team. And I ended up becoming creative director there. And I really enjoyed doing a lot of things in the industry. And I started getting back into writing a lot. Okay. okay. So, um, so I said, well, you know, let's see. So once I graduated and, got everything situated and I said, well, I'm going to stop this program and I'm going to see where it takes me. And then um, I started working freelance for other magazine companies. I ended up staying within that field in media. And right. And I ended up going into, I took this job on when I got to Atlanta and fell really in love with this job because this was the first time I felt like I had a chance to really speak for the first time gotcha. because it took me a long time to already accept who I was, you know, I, and, and a lot of people say it all the time, but I was one of those individuals who lived a bisexual lifestyle yeah. undercover never wanted to really say it out loud. Yeah. You know, my family's from Trinidad and Tobago and they didn't receive it well. I was shunned for a long time. Um, it took a long time for my parents to really accept me. You know, so there were so many things that I went through already. And when I got this opportunity 
that was the first thing I told my boss, Tom. I said, Tom, understand that I'm still brand new. Gotcha. And yes, I'm, I'm a baby. And I've worked in the industry. But I can only speak my truth. And I want to be a, a. I want this to be a place where we all can speak our truth, gotcha. because a lot of us don't ever have that opportunity to. Right, right. And he said, out of all the people that he interviewed, I was the only one who felt the same way that he felt. So it didn't make sense hiring somebody who was an editor in chief for Vogue magazine, and all they knew was fashion. And how would they communicate to the black gay community? They wouldn't be able to understand. Right. Right. You know, you know, you're right about that. I guess I can't say it. Sometimes there is a disconnect. It, yes. There's a disconnect it. between those who are discovering themselves. And it's by, just because of the process by many people who actually kind of go through the same path. Um, or those who kind of forgot exactly what it is that they went through initially because they've been out for right. so long, that disconnect between those who right. are out, everyone's kind of lumped in the same gather. Oh, you DLs are all the same. Oh, you, there's no such thing as bisexual. Right. Oh, there's no, and, all, right. and it is to me, uh, mislabeling within our, within our own community. Is definitely a mislabel. Yes. And, and that, that disconnect, I can definitely see if you're doing a magazine that you want to reach both sides correctly. Um, you got to do it in a way that not necessarily saying that you are not proud of who you are, but have respect for others who may not necessarily be on the same lane, but they are seeing or poking their little head out to see the beauty of that side. Right. And see, and, and, and we work hand-in-hand because Tom is, um, of course, an older gentleman. Um, I won't disclose his age, you know. We're talking about Mr. Tom Logan, correct? Mr. Tom Logan, yes. He's the founder. Now, he's an older gentleman, and his perception always varies from my perception because him and I grew up in two totally different times. And I tell him all the time, I will think as a millennial, and you will think as an, a 20th century individual. So, okay. understand that when we collide, it is not because we are not on the same page. It is because the way we have to look at it, we are talking to a very broad audience. Right. Yes, our demographic is small, and it's very tight, and we know who we're talking to, but it is still very broad because the perception from 30 to 40 and 40 to 50 and 50 to 60 are very different. And, and it, it, is, it is very difficult because we have all lived different lives within 10 decades of each other. And to me, I think that also brings the beauty of the magazines because of the fact it's very diverse in terms of reaching uh, the sides. So it's sort of reaching as far as, well, in, in this case, early 30s, and beyond. So I think that actually is something that a lot of people don't necessarily do all the time, you know, so especially when it comes to our magazines. So, you know, I think that's actually a beautiful thing. And then in every collide, I guess you could say, I wouldn't even think it's a collide. I just, just think it's the understanding. 
I think it's more of a just a meeting of understandings. That's all. And once you come meeting right. your mindings, that's everything can turn out to be beautiful. Now, when I'm looking yeah. at one of the one of the articles that when it comes to eBay man lifestyle, I'm looking at a Teddy Winston brand here, and I'm looking at is this yes. a, a black owned product? Yes, that's been on the shelves for a long time and very well known. Really? Um, yes, it's a very great product. Um, you know, we we try to target and focus on um, black owned products that um, African American men and African American gay men have. Um, you know, this is not it's not just for gay men. Yeah, right. we target gay men, but we can we want straight men to understand too that like GQ, we target you guys. We we know what you're lacking and what you're looking for, and we want to be able to provide that for you as well. Um, you and, know, and that's so good, we will have beautiful. a lot of brands and a lot of designers that are straight and gay that will be a part of this. Well, that's what I, that was my question because I really wanted to find out when it comes to channeling uh, or, or, or targeting those black, whether it's black, gay, or black and straight, doesn't matter. Those black products of high quality that does probably doesn't really receive the attention that it deserves from many other publications. No. And I wanted to make sure that this magazine does actually target them as well. It seems like to me you guys are. Yes, we target a lot of them. When we were doing our research, we found that there are over 200 plus black male designers um, in the United States. And almost 100 of them all are featured on the in Milan Fashion Week. What? In London Fashion Week. Whoa. They're very well known. They design for King Diddy and Jay Z, best friends. Um, those are like personal tailors for these entertainers and all of these CEOs. And you will be surprised that all of these men, those suits that they're wearing on every red carpet that people see, all of that, they're not wearing anything from Michael Kors. They're not wearing anything from Mel Gucci. They're wearing black designers. Wow. Wow. And you will never know. You want to know why you won't know? Because people don't talk about it. Wow. That is They don't talk about that's it. That's impressive. But it also shows the, the black support that that they're receiving. Yes. Even and they're now getting their, their just due in terms of being published in a magazine like yours, which is awesome. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. And that's why we wanted to make sure that this platform gear, it gives everyone the opportunity to to know who these people are. We know that the publications out there are not going to do it. We know it. I mean, that's just hands down. So yeah. since we know that, then somebody needs to target these people. Somebody needs to open the platform up for them to come out and say, hey, you know, I'm a designer as well. Gotcha. You know, and, and feature their work. Look at the young black guy that won... Um, the fashion TV show. And after he was so well received on that TV show, what happened to him? No one talked about him. No one wore his clothes. No one did anything. I mean, he did several runway shows, and then after that, then he passed away. And guess what? Did anyone feature any homage to him? No. You know, and that's bad. That's yeah. bad that our community is not even supporting our, our own brothers who are making it out there in other areas outside of entertainment. Wow. And that, that some of that bothers me a lot. And I mean, yes, I complain and stuff, but at the end of the day, nothing makes change if no one goes out there and does it. 
Exactly. Now, now you did bring up straight men. And when you yeah. look at the magazine, in my view, honestly, I can't tell whether it's just for gay men or straight men. Gay men. <laughs> I, you really can't tell. Even though you you know, you know read an understanding and, and get a full uh, understanding of exactly what the audience you're looking for. But would a straight man tell whether or not, and they just start picking this magazine up? Have you guys been, what's been the straight or the uh, heterosexual uh, standpoint on this magazine? We we chose um, to design this magazine for everyone um, purposely so that way they will not feel uncomfortable. Um, and I, they have been actually raving more than the gay men because they feel as if it is very inclusive. Um, they feel as if we are not... Um, throwing our lifestyle at them and um that was the whole goal um we don't yes we know it's a gay magazine but that doesn't mean i have to put a rainbow on every page for people to know that um you know and i feel like that's how they represent us all the time um if it's not a rainbow if it's not lgbt 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 gay 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 said every several words then people won't know it, it shouldn't be like that this should be it you know our lifestyle isn't all day gay so why should we have to say all day gay gotcha. in the magazine now you know you know you, know you some people may come back on you with that one they may say well you know why should i hide who i am if i'm this way you know you're gonna you, you might come across right. some backlash with that statement well, <laughs> i i and, and i don't mind you know I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm hiding who I am. Right. Um, by by not including the fact that I'm gay right. in this in this. I mean, it, my love and relationship section clearly says a man and a man. Right. <laughs> right. 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 You know. Gotcha. You know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not hiding who I'm gay. If you if if people read the magazine and are attentive to everything that goes on, I mean, we clearly say the first LGBT gay African American president. Gotcha. So we're telling you right there. You know, we clearly make those things evident. We talk about it in the articles, but should I design it to where it says I'm out and gay and I have a very flamboyant guy or some nude guy or something like that on the on the cover? No, I don't think that I should. Gotcha. You know? And and first of all, this is for professional men. Professional men, yes, we have that side of our lifestyle, but that doesn't mean that that's how we are every day. You know, that's private. Right. You know? Right, right. Our private life is not supposed to be our spotlight. I don't, I mean, and that's how I'm going to keep it. It's, uh, whether they, they accept that or not, but, I mean, I'm not wearing my private life on my shoulders, and I know a lot of men in this demographic that don't as well. So I'm not going to give them something that they are accustomed to already, you know. You know, I, I got to tell you, I think, you know, this particular magazine, it, it has a touch of class that I think a lot of people have been looking for for quite some time. And I, I guess I keep bragging about the magazine. But now when you, if something also comes across when you guys say change agents, you're looking for change agents. What exactly is that? <laughs> what is a change agent? <laughs> A change agent is a new thing that we developed. Um, change agents, which is going to be um, 
a huge thing in one of our issues. Um, these are people who are out here making change. Okay. People who actually change things in the community for a purposeful meaning. And when I say that, I'm not out here trying to highlight the individual who, oh, if you give me a donation of $10,000, you're a change. You're making change. Because you're not. Gotcha. Let's be very clear about the difference of why this is very important. Change agents are individuals who have gone out here like uh, Bayard Rustin and actually fought for our rights. Gotcha. Gotcha. And made changes. People who are actually running for political position to see a change in the LGBT policies that these people in various in, in organizations and various seats are trying to change where it hinders us. These are individuals that we want to talk about. These are people that we want a part of our brand, and those are the people that we will showcase. Um, we want to introduce people to those individuals who make changes that you don't know about because they don't wear their fame and fortune on their shoulders. Gotcha. You gotcha. understand? Gotcha. Um, I've been to several award ceremonies here in Atlanta where these, they're, they're entertaining individuals whom you, they, they would consider these people as important to the community and they do not do anything for the community. And I think it's wrong. Not saying that, you know, what they're doing is wrong, but what I think that their approach is wrong. They should be highlighting people who are everyday individuals who are actually out here busting their behind for the community. Right. Not the ones who just can get out there and write a check. Just because you can write a check does not mean you're making a difference. And that's what people fail to realize. Wow. And they don't want to talk about it, but I don't mind saying it. Your money does not change anything. Now, now, it just doesn't. Now, when it comes to somebody save, because save the uh, uh, magazines decide to endorse somebody, um, and sometimes that check is just not too 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 good to resist. Is that? Is that? Uh, yeah. Now, granted, now granted, we won't mind. Now, listen. Now, now, listen. I don't mind taking that check if you endorse it to me. But if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna stand by who I am, um, then why don't you write a check to a nonprofit organization out here building homes for African American youth that are homeless and LGBT, right. or or if it's if it's that serious, but yeah. if you can't find that organization that does that, then why is that? Because maybe you're not looking hard enough, or maybe you don't care. So those are questions that I also put, put, I bring up because I've come across several organizations that are struggling out here that do stuff like this and ask me where they're getting funding. Not one of them are getting funding. You understand what I'm saying? Right, so right. then, you you know, but then you tell me that you're going to write me a check for my publication. And granted, yes, I'll take it, but what was the change? What was the help that you gave me? Gotcha. And, and a lot of people don't understand that there is so much good that we can do, but we don't do it because either we don't know about it or 
maybe we're just not interested or maybe we're just tired of how some people just take the money and pocket it. So we just don't want to do it. And that happens. I mean, we all know that. So what we decided was if we can develop something that will help change that, then let's do it. And if we can find those change agents that don't mind working with us in developing that and making change, then by all means, join us. Because if we're gonna, if we're all gonna be saying that we're gonna make change, then like I said, somebody got to be the first one to open their mouth and start talking about it. Gotcha. It can't be a table conversation every weekend at at your brother's house, and then when you leave, it never cha- it never you know goes anywhere. <laughs> exactly, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, you know, I'm just uh, sitting through. I was looking through some of your advertisers, and a lot of these people actually I've also featured too. I had an interview with Lambda Vodka; they were definitely uh, featured on yeah. the Brothers Be Podcast. Uh, and Mr. MJ Harris, I see you guys featured him uh, like some time ago, and so you guys are right. really getting people definitely who are definitely making some successful ways within their community, and it, it seems that right, you know, this is something that a lot of people should be more than happy to embrace. Let me tell you. I'm very happy you came on the show to kind of enlighten a little bit more in regards to your magazine. And I really want to see more magazines, you know, not to say that I don't want you guys successful, but I want to see more competition when it comes to quality like this. I want to see it. And I hope that a lot more people are beginning to see Well, I tell them all to bring it. <laughs> bring it, baby. Because I'm not even going to lie, honey. When you see... When you start seeing the stuff that I will be bringing to the table, Uh-oh. it's going to be very difficult for them to keep up with us. Oh, I promise you man. that. And I, that's a promise. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We got, we got some hard-hitting stuff coming to the table, and we, we are, are not afraid to make sure they, they work for it. We're not. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. You heard it first from Joshua <laughs> Luke here. You heard it, heard it first from him. So where do you see the magazine in the next five years? Oh, in the next five years, I plan on taking over the entire the entire gay team for black. What? Well. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's going to be hard to do? Truthfully. Uh-huh. Do you think it's going to be hard to do? No. <laughs> I like how confident you just, no, not at no. all. No. Not at all. <laughs> wow. No. Okay, magazines out there. I've seen my confidence. Listen, I've seen my competition's best. I haven't seen anything yet, so I'm not worried. Oh, ouch! <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm not worried. But I'm ready for a challenge. I do. I do embrace all challenges. I bring them straight to the to the top of the list. You know. But it's not about that, though. Seriously, it's not about that. I mean, my thing is, if we're all media, we're right. all publishing for the same thing. So whatever we can do to make sure that we embrace the community, hey, let's go out here and do it. And if we do it as a team, let's do it. One head is, I mean, two heads are better than one. Right. You know, I can't always do everything, you know. So there's no sense to have bad blood in our community. We all need each other. (laughs) You know, what I also noticed, I don't see many scantily or no shirtless guys in here i do, do you are do you ever feature anything like because you know everyone's gonna say that same old thing sex sells sex sells uh-huh, i haven't, sex I haven't sells. seen that i haven't seen that in your yes. magazine okay you will not see that i promise you that 
the only time you will probably see it is if we are highlighting fashion, uh, designer clothing and stuff like that. And even then, um, I will be taking a different approach on how the clothing and stuff will be highlighted. But as far as nudity and stuff like that, that will not ever be showcased in the magazine. Not one. No. So no. that that will never change. So I yeah. mean, that, maybe not necessarily nudity because I don't think your brand will be a good Well, not nudity, that. but you know, well, anything on the sexual content, no, that won't be shown. Really? Not even shirtless? Yes. Really? You you I mean you'll see a shirtless guy if it's a box. I mean if we're talking about underwear or if we're talking about swimwear. I mean our 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 newest issue. I mean there might be a shirtless guy in there, but you know that's the closest you're gonna get. So I mean I guess you can be mesmerized by the app. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Wow. If you anything else, I mean I will tell you to go pick up a. a a different magazine. I don't want to call it names, but yeah, there are, there are magazines out there that showcase that. Oh, absolutely. You can go live, look at those. Absolutely. You know, but not for art. Uh, no yeah. one pays attention to articles of those. No one pays attention to articles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you something, uh, Joshua. I really enjoyed this conversation and I really want to make sure that people uh, definitely check out this magazine out. Um, and let me, okay, I don't want to butcher the name of God, because I, I had it in my name, I had it in my head in terms of what the name it's is okay. called, and I want to make it's sure I okay. try it one more time. Ebenman. Eben. Eben. Say it again? Eben. Damn Eben. it. All right. Eben, Eben. Man. Okay, that's why I love editing, damn it. <laughs> Eben, man. <laughs> don't worry. Everyone, everyone butchers it at the beginning, so okay. don't feel bad. Eben I butchered man. it for almost two months before I got a hold of Now, just to make sure, because this actually has a particular meaning. Ebane, uh, it says in your yeah. magazine, was actually, it, it really symbolizes a fence for love, safety, and security. Is that correct? Yes. Huh. Yes, it does. And that's from the rest of the and Dinkra, West African word. Gotcha. Ebane. Ebane. Yes. Ebane. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so that's gonna, why, gonna... that's why we, that's why we named it that, because that is what we want to feature. That's what we want people to understand and embrace within us. The love, the security, and the homeliness of what this is about our lifestyle. Not the the ratchet and the crazy and the entertainment. Because that's not who we are. Gotcha. Gotcha. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Ebane Man, Ebane Man embodies the professional lifestyle of African-American gay men. The company's name was derived from the West African uh, and Dinkra, eBay, which symbolizes, again, fence for love, safety, and security. And let me tell you something. Hats off to you. I really enjoy this conversation. I really see exactly where you guys are going. And I see the quality and hard work you guys put into it. So much more success to you. Well, and, I appreciate it. And Mr. Logan, anytime he wants to come on to the, the show, he's more than welcome. Oh, yeah. I'll send that out. And I really appreciate it. I um, enjoyed speaking to you as well. And Soon we will be there with you, and we will do some events in your city. Where just let me know when. Okay. And we're on the way. Miami for Lauderdale, all right now. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Sizzle listen, just left. I'm from Palm Beach. It, it, I'll be there at any time. I noticed. I noticed that. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's the Eric Cole? I know this Eric Cole. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> I'm from Palm Beach, so yes. 
So you're you very familiar with South Florida. No problem. Very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, not a problem. Thank you. This is Chris Brunsby Podcast signing off with Mr. Joshua Luke. Uh, let me check. And again, check out Ebane, man. And let me tell you, you will definitely love what it features, the people, the articles, the photography, everything you'll definitely love. It definitely channels the lifestyle of the professional African gay male. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Have a good one. All right. You too.